episode. Um, if you'd have told us, I guess let's see, that's nine and a half months ago. Oh, that's actually we could have, we could have had a baby by had now. A baby. <laughs> that's right. All <laughs> kinds of a little fledg- things. A little fledgling podcast. A that's little, about what we are. A little five pound six ounce baby <laughs> podcast. Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Lynch, host of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast, and I'm joined as always by Laura McLean and Kay Wolfinger. Yes, I said your names. Don't, don't wear it out. Um, we are excited to have you here. Uh, this is a big week for the podcast. You guys know why? Anybody know why? We're 40. It's our 40th stinking episode. What? Wait, what was that? Um, What was the... I'm 40. The I'm a man. I'm a man. Right? I'm a man. Leech. What was his first um, name? No, no, no. It was Kale Gundy. No, Mike Gundy. What is that? Mike Gundy. Mike there, Gundy. There, That's right. Mike Gundy was... I'll try to... If I remember, and, <laughs> and chance of me remembering this or not very high... I'll try to I'll, – I'll put the clip of Mike Gundy was the football coach at Oklahoma State, and there's this, like, renowned um, clip of him after a game they had lost, and some of the reporters were were bad-mouthing the players, and he goes off and he says, you come, you don't cut my players, you come at me. I'm 40. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we've reached adulthood now. We're 40 That's episodes right. in. Um, weird. We are, we are, Big I, time. I, yeah, we should have bought like uh, birthday hats and and, and like those, those little, little blowy. Yeah, yeah. That's blowy, blowy. I, I was about to call them blowy things. How about uh, you know. noise makers? Noise makers. Noise makers. There it is. Down down that's south, we call choice. them. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't think you need to no. share what you call them. We call them blowy things. No, we don't. <laughs> it must just be a, a special corner of South Carolina. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure that uh, I ever thought we'd make it to 40, namely because of things like that. Um, well, you know, we're 40 episodes in. We know it's. We, we had know we're 40 people listening. That yes. would be more impressive. <laughs> I think we've had 40 people listen. I think. Okay. Maybe yeah. not. Well, 40 different people. Yeah. Surely. Surely. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Don't call, don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. That's right. Don't yeah. call us Shirley. But it's our 40th episode. Um, if you'd have told us, I guess, let's see, that's nine and a half months ago. Oh, that's actually, we could, we could have had a baby by had now. A baby. That's right. <laughs> All <laughs> kinds of a little exciting fledg- things. A little fledgling podcast. That's little, about what we are. A little five pound, six ounce baby <laughs> podcast. Please, diaper. And we're off. And done. You were ripper and good start. It's been Um, been fun, guys. For any of you who are who have listened from the get go, thank you so much. And you deserve something. You deserve deserve an award. If we were making any money on, and if we were making any money on this podcast, we'd send you something. But we would, we would a gift since, card. Since we're not, you just get our our genuine love and affection. Um, you could text and, us, and I would yeah. like send you something. K crochet, K crochets pumpkins. Yes, yeah, so so K crochet pumpkins. You can, 
We'll have Kay send you a pumpkin if you've been listening for 40 episodes. I'm not sure how we're going to prove this. We might have a run on pumpkins, Kay. People just make, oh, yeah, I've been listening to all 40. Yeah, send mm-hmm. me a pumpkin. Let's hope the word doesn't yeah, get we'll out. See. We'll Pumpkin's see. I'm not going to hold my breath. It's also um, <laughs> it, it, it's also a few days uh, when this is released. It'll be a few days before um, that great summertime uh, holiday, Independence Day. Um, officially known in the United States as um, as the 4th of July. I uh, hope you guys uh, have some time to... I'll be on vacation. I can't wait. Me too. I'll Me be too. in North Carolina. We'll all be vacationing. So if you're listening to this, that? just know next week that we'll all be... You're going to be in North... What part of North Carolina, Kay? I'll be at um, Norman Lake. Or Lake Norman, as we call it down here. But, or you know, Lake whatever. <laughs> I mean, she, was, what? she was like it was in the phone book. <laughs> because the phone book's a thing anymore. I, I think it didn't sound like, right. Like, who the, heck is, who the heck is Norman Lake? And why are you going to see him? Lake um, Norman. Good old Norman Lake. Um, I was just curious. I'll be in the Outer Banks of Virginia that week. Or where are you headed? And I'll be in the mountains of North Georgia. Sweet. Wow. We're just kind of going mixing Wait a minute. Things I didn't yeah. know that Virginia had Outer Banks. It does. Yeah. Uh, it, there's some Outer Banks in Virginia that goes from North Carolina over the Virginia line. Um, the weird thing of <laughs> that week when I'm, we're there, I'll actually be the northernmost member of the podcast right. because Laura will be, be. Laura will be south of here and yeah. Kay will be just north of where I am. But I'll be further north. Right. Um, what about that? How about how, that? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we should actually move to some content instead of just talking about our lives. Anyway, the, um, uh, so the, <laughs> what, tell me as our open today, tell me we're, we're all, we're, uh, to be full disclosure here, we're all over 40. Um, some of us further than over 40 mm-hmm. than others. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when was the first time or what do you, do you, what is the first time you remember feeling over the hill? Since we're now over the hill, when was the first time you remember feeling over the hill? Hmm. No, really, go. That's not a rhetorical question, guys. Okay. Um, I I will say I felt when I first felt old was when I had our son and I wasn't I mean, I wasn't 40. I wasn't even 30 yet. But I was like, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden I'm responsible for someone else (laughs) and I feel really old. It must wow. be a mo- must be a mother thing. I never had that when we first had kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. It kind of yeah. <laughs> I guess I never felt maybe that's the problem. I'm just not responsible. Maybe, maybe that's the issue. That, yeah, right there. Yep. That wasn't too I, far ago. How about you, Laura? I was gonna say I don't remember exactly what year it was. It's been within the last, I mean, <clears throat> 10 for sure, but it, probably more like five. And so we do an annual um winter event at a convention center. So like on your feet all weekend on concrete floors. And I just remember one year in particular, I was like, I think I have aged aged like 15 years in this one year time span, because last year I was fine. And this year when I got back to my hotel room, I couldn't walk. (laughs) So, um, so then I felt over the hill. And again, I don't remember exactly what year that was, but it, it happened so quick. It's like all of a sudden it's like that. Right. Um, there, there was no easing into it. What? You, there was no easing into it. It just no, it just hits you. Yep. You know what? I take that back. You know when I felt old is when I realized that my kids' science teacher 
could have been one of my students. And mm. I thought he was, you know, only eight yeah. years, five years younger than me. Yeah. I had Which some- actually, I guess that makes it, that <laughs> is true. <laughs> you yeah. could be my student. If you're, but you know what I mean? Like yep. you look at people and you're like, wait a minute, how, so, how am I that much older than you? Yeah. The first All right, what I, about you, Chris? Well, the first time I had that happen, Kay, was when my, my youngest daughter, I have three daughters, and my youngest daughter was in a 3K class with one of my former youth. Oh. And so now that was before I was 40. Um, but after Wait, I was 40, former youth kid. Yeah. Well, my former youth kid was in a three-year-old class with my kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's just, yeah. But I, but I started youth ministry. I was 23 years old. So like my, the, the youth that were seniors when I started are now, yeah. are now 45. Right. You know, so that'll make you feel old. Older than Laura. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. true. I could have been uh, in your youth group, Chris. You, thanks, Laura. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that's such a such a heartwarming thing. Uh, see you guys. I'm gonna go drown my sorrows. <laughs> but after turning forty, I, I this weird like math head like brain where I start thinking like numbers. And so I think it was when I was, I was 45 and I realized that I was closer to retirement than I was high school graduation or as yes, close. Yeah. So at, at 45, you know, you're, I was, let's see, 20, I was yeah, 20, closer. I was, yeah, I was 27 years yeah. from high school and I was only, you know, 20 years from, from retirement. And I'm like, oh my God, retirement is closer than high school. And so for me, that was like, that was a punch in the gut. So what even yeah. 40? And I still, it's really weird. I don't feel, I mean, I turned 50 last month and I, I don't feel 50. Um, my wife would say I don't act 50. She's, I'm the, <laughs> I'm basically a 50 year old kid. Um, now there's times when Very my body. Youthful. Oh yeah. My, now I don't look youthful. I've got lots of gray hair and lots of, you know, <laughs> gray, I got a white head of hair and a gray goatee. But um, I don't really feel old other than sometimes my body reminds me that I'm old. But, I don't feel old either. Yeah, but but then you start thinking, man, you know, my mom and dad were 50 when I was, you know, start, I started doing those kind of things, you know. Yeah. Mom and dad were 50 when I was 20, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, my God, they were old then. So, I'm, you know, that's kind of, right. I, do these, I play these math games, you know, and it's like, ugh. Then that's, that's, that's like those memes, you know, that say like, um, you know, when somebody talks about 30 years ago, I think it's 1970 and it's like, yes. no, yeah. that was yeah. 1993. 1990. Yeah. Okay. Here's something. Well, the other- Go ahead. I, I was, I looked up, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I saw Did you Google it. I Googled it. Mm-hmm. And um, all in the family. Did either of you? I did. Laura's probably too young. No. Okay. I know Archie, of it. But Archie Bunker. Yeah. yeah, do you know how old Archie and Edith were when they started the show? No, don't tell me. They're yes. probably 48, probably younger than me. 40, 45 and 46. Wow. I could not believe it. Yeah, I hope I don't remember that when they were young. Maybe I just remember when they were old. That's what I'm going to go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we're 40 today. We're going to we pretend are, that we're, we're all 40. 40. That's right. So the other big thing about this week, as I mentioned earlier, is we're, we're right up on the, the 4th of July holiday here in the United States. And we, we thought it'd be a good time to have this conversation around how do you, in the church, how do you balance um, the, the I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, maybe tension, maybe it's too strong a word, but how do you balance 
the faith, how do you balance our Christian faith versus na- the nationalism of, 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 of our, of our country? Um, it's kind of one of those things that, that happens in our church often. So we ca- they kind of go hand in hand and, and we'll talk about that a little bit. So I guess as a jumping off point, what is anything, can you guys think of a time when you remember that, that when you first recognized that tension or, or when you thought that was kind of weird or out of balance or anything like that? That you'd want to share? So um, my mom, when my parents got married, my mom was from a real small town um, and sh- they were there for the wedding rehearsal. She has two sisters. And um, my mom said, I don't want the flag at the front of the sanctuary for my wedding. I just don't want it there. And um, the pastor said, well, if you're going to take the flag, you might as well take the cross too. And so my aunt said to my other aunt, you get the flag and I'll get the cross. And so um, obviously that didn't actually happen. The flag was not there. The cross did remain, but you know, to that pastor, those were the same. Um, those things go hand in hand. And, um, I think that is true for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I don't think that way, but, um, and I can remember a church that I served at, there was a, an associate pastor and, um, he would just like slowly, like they used to always be front and center, the Christian flag and the, the United States flag. And then like, a couple weeks, they'd be moved, you know, to the side a little bit, and then mm-hmm. they'd be further by the doors. And then yeah. they were like, we're just going to see how long it takes before someone complains about them not being up front. Yeah. 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 I Go ahead, Chris. Well, I, I don't, I think, so I grew up in churches where both of those flags, the Christian flag and the American flag were there. I don't, I never pay attention to it, you know? Um, but I, I remember, I, 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 but I remember growing up in the, in the denominational traditional tradition I grew up, it was not uncommon that on the Sunday of the 4th of July that you sang, you know, my country tis of thee or, uh-huh. or God bless America or something. Um, and, and, you know, so I never really thought anything, you know, bad about it, but, but now it's like, you know, it's, I see there's, there's issues there or there can be issues there. Okay. Do you have something you were going to share about how, where you first remember that tension? Yeah, I mean, it all has to do with the flag flag for me yeah. too. And I, I, it just never, I, I never thought about it either because, you know, both flags are always in the sanctuary. Um, I do think though, I think you have to be really sensitive because you do have um, those generations ahead of us that it does matter. Um, I think having conversations not from the pulpit uh, is good to do to explain, um, you know, everyone's thoughts and opinions on it. Um, I find it interesting because, you know, our, our country is so, you know, if you think about why we even exist, it is so intertwined with faith and and the Christian faith, especially, but I guess religious freedom. And um, yeah, so I think it's difficult. You know, you think of this, some of the songs even that are in our hymnals around, um, you know, our, our, I don't even know which ones, 
but I know there's some that are specifically around sure. uh, yeah. our, um, traditional, you know, yeah. um, American so, and songs. I, but. And I can remember Vacation Bible School back in the day. I remember reciting both, you would do the national anthem and the, and the, or the pledge to the, I'm sorry, not the national anthem. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. I'm sorry. We did not sing the national anthem, but we did, however, do the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. We did a pledge to the Christian flag, and it was a pledge to the Bible. You know, huh. the, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I grew up Baptist, guys, but they, so, mm, oh, but they're all, all three of those things. That's why y'all didn't do that. Y'all didn't grow up Baptist, yeah. but I can remember those pledges in church. And if I'm not mistaken, we almost always did the my my memory of and this is for a 50 year old. That's that's that that memory is that memory is fleeting because I am over the hill. Yeah, but <laughs> the way I remember this, we usually did the pledge the flag first, and then the Christian flag and then the Bible. And I could be wrong, but my recollection says that you know, and which which now now as a 50 year old looking back, like that's probably out of order, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's interesting nonetheless. So what do you, if, if this thing, if, if we as middle-aged folks, I'm going to keep calling oh, myself, don't call middle-aged, we're at least middle-aged. I mean, we're 40, we're over 40. That's middle-aged, right? We just if, don't if we say don't, that. If we don't remember that being an issue, why do you think it's, why has it become, why has it become more of an issue in your mind? Um, why have we become why have we become more aware of 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 that tension between nationalism and and the faith? I think sometimes people try to use faith but try to use faith in a way that is not authentic to what faith is. I think that um they try to bring faith into gosh anyway okay I don't I'm not saying that faith shouldn't be a part of everything in our lives but I am saying when we invoke the name of God for things that are not that are like for personal gain or for political gain yep then I think that's where we get into the messy nationalism and I think we've seen that more recently because 100 percent People have seen that that gets folks to rally behind them and to rally around them. Mm -hmm. And so they try to play the faith card um, and, and that it's tied so tightly to be a good Christian and be a good American are one and the same. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, yeah. I think from, for me, um, where I, struggle is when the flag in particular, I would say, becomes an idol. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I, uh, to say, um, I pledge my allegiance to a flag. mm, That's where I struggle. Um, And trust me, I mean, I'm you know, I have a military son. Mm-hmm. I very much am grateful. My dad, my brother, I mean, they all served in wars. Um, so I'm very grateful for our veterans, yep. for our military, for those who serve, who've sacrificed. I will not deny that. I will always stand um, for the Pledge of Allegiance and for the National Anthem, always. 
that I don't put my hand on my heart. Um, mm. Because to me, um, my heart belongs to God. Mm. Now, I'm going to be very loyal to our country. Sure. And I respect it. And yep. I'm very grateful to God that I live here. Yep. Um, but God's first. Yep. Um, that's, that's just good. me now. No, and I think I would agree. I have, a, I have a, my daughter's in Japan right now because her her husband's in the military, serving in the Navy. Um, both my granddads served in the in the military, and um, I, for me, I think it is, and that's why I I, I use the word balance. How do you walk that balance mm-hmm. between nationalism and faith? And I think you know we have when. You use the word idol when whether it's the flag or the country or Mm -hmm. the politicians become your idols Mm -hmm. beyond God. That's that's over the line. We've aired if if we're talking about a continuum and on one end of the continuum, you've got, you know, country on the other end of the continuum, you've got faith. I think you can walk in the middle of that and and Mm -hmm. be loyal to both. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to if you're going to air you have yeah. you as, as a Christian, you're going to, you need to make sure you are, if you are erring, you are erring on the side of faith because, um, because I think that is, uh, that has to be, and again, whether it's country or denomination or political mm-hmm. party yep. or whatever, you know, I, I, I mean, I, we laugh on here about me growing up Baptist and, and, I'm thankful for that that part of my of my life and that upbringing, um, but I'm Methodist now, and I have worked at a Presbyterian church. My <laughs> wife went to school with the Wesleyans, and I and I am I am Christian first, and then right. Methodist second, and I I have no problem saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm much more. I think it all it, for me. It ultimately comes down to who or what are you most. Uh, living for, and and I think mm-hmm. if you're living first and foremost uh, for God, and then living the in, in in for your country or for your party or your denomination, uh, then that's all all fine. You know, I, I was looking as we were talking about this earlier today. Um, you know, Romans Romans Paul reminds us that, that it says, "Let every person be subject to the governing authorities." For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist, those authorities that exist, have been instituted by God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we don't just say, "Well, I'm not going to follow your laws because I follow God." You know, you have mm-hmm. to submit to the right. authorities. That's what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. But it's also important, I think, to remember that that those governing authorities, that that authority they have over us, comes from God, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there are times when we do like it, and there are times we don't like it. That, that we have to be willing to submit to those in order to honor God, just like submitting to your mom and dad. You know, how many times have, have the three of us had conversations with teenagers in ministry and and they come to us and say, mom and dad are doing this. And you're in, your, in the back of your mind. You're thinking your mom and dad are idiots. But you've yeah. got to, but you but you say, look, God calls to honor your father and mother. Now, mm-hmm. that that doesn't mean that you're going to do, you know, that there comes a line where. By honoring, if, if there comes a point where you cannot honor God by honoring your father and mother, then then I think God's going to honor you standing up against that. Sure. And that's where I think I am now with this. And I think you're so right, Laura, and, and you kind of danced around it a little bit too. But I think 
there's been so much um, infiltration or so much um, meshing in meshing yeah. of politics and religion now. Um, I, I, I was just serving in a church, in a local church, uh, and uh, I guess it was the 04 election. I don't remember if it was Bush. I don't know who in the 04 election. I'm not, I don't, but I know it was one of the Bushes. I think it was it was George Walker Bush, George W. Bush, and it gets yeah, Gore yes. maybe. <laughs> whatever there's too many anyway whatever and um there was an uproar in our church because our pastor the the week before the election the sunday before the election there was a full page ad on the back cover of one of, of our local newspaper signed by a number of pastors who were part of a ministerial association in our town and the ad simply said god is not a republican or a democrat mm-hmm. and man I mean, you would have thought that they had said that they were they were being blasphemous by, yeah. by, by making that statement because we have enmeshed, um, to use that yeah. word again, I don't know a better word, politics and religion. I think that's where we've gotten to where, it's, where this, mm-hmm. this conversation is so hot and heavy um, because there has been so much misuse of faith to for political gain. Um, And that's where I think we've got to draw the line. And I will say, go a step further with that too, Chris, and say that, and Christians can be Republicans or Democrats. I have heard both sides, you know, just badger the other. And it's like, you know what? There's no, we're we're horrible examples um, in our churches as Christians, um, you know, standing for one side or the other and and allowing this to separate us you know among many other things why why we why i don't know yeah Um, no 100 percent. and i get way on a rabbit trail there and i'll i'll avoid that for for second time (laughs) for sure then how how what as as ministry leaders how do we lead in a way that is that 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 walks that balance well well any any kind of keys or 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 pointers you would offer folks that 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 are in ministry leading that that you to to walk that line in in an effective manner oh i stumped them Mm. (laughs) that's a great question question yeah Yeah. that's a great question yeah (laughs) and i so I think part of for me, part of it is is being for me, it is being clear that first and foremost, sure, I have political views, sure, I have denominational views, but I think part of so I think it's humility. It's like, look, this is where I am, but you don't have to be just like me to be a faithful follower of God. Right. And so being okay with that starts it's not saying that it's it's my way or the highway. Um, that if in order to be a and I, I I despise this term, but people say, you know, be a good Christian means you've got to believe this. I just I hate that term, good Christian. Yeah. It's basically what I throw up. Um and so I think it's it's I, I think God, I think you need to have views um on those things. You need to be able to hopefully and surely, hopefully as a Christian, your faith is informing those views. Right. But when you become more loyal to those views than you do to God. And I think part of that is always being willing to know that that God may 
um, th those views may change over time. I mean, I can tell mm -hmm. you countless views of political views or whatever that I've had over the years that as I've matured, not just gotten old, but as I've matured in my faith, God's really stretched me on those. It's like, what about this? And so I think it starts with this ability to say, this is what I believe and this is why I believe it, but I'm, I'm, I could be wrong. That's, that's what yeah. I would say that to answer my own question. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that helps you guys. Um, that's a good answer. Well, I had a good yeah. question and I got a good answer. I'm two for that's two. That's right. Would y'all, would y'all add anything else to that? Well, yeah. And you know, I, I think we all know that um, political views are not something that should, I, well, I personally believe, I don't think political views should be shared from like a teaching standpoint. I don't think yeah. that's, that's appropriate. Now, I do think it is appropriate. And I think that we are called to speak out against injustices and mm -hmm. um, things like that. But again, mm -hmm. that can be that can vary upon who, you know, who's talking, what they feel yeah. about that. So I just think um, it's kind of a delicate balance that, uh, but, but never. And I mean, I don't think that we're really involved in churches that do that, but that somebody from a point of leadership is telling people how to vote or, mm -hmm. you know, who to support and that kind of thing. I, yeah, that's never appropriate. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you would add, Kay? Or no, you're I think you're, you're melatonin land. That's okay. No, I haven't taken it yet. Good. Well, Good. I think you've no. I went. Well, add. hopefully that's some helpful conversation as you walk into this week of of ministry during the this this very um, patriotic week. Um, I'll, I'll be shooting some fireworks, I'm sure, and uh, and celebrating this great country we live in. But doing all of that. Um, in a way that I hope honors God. Uh, and mm -hmm. so I would encourage you to honor, uh, as Kay said earlier, you know, be never take for granted the country we live in, the freedoms we have, because it's happened everywhere, but also uh, know that those freedoms are, are a blessing from God, not just um, from this great country. Um, so mm -hmm. hope, hopefully that helps this week as, as you navigate that. Um, as far as uh, our random fact of the week, as we wrap up this week's uh, conversation, I uh, found this little gem. Uh, <laughs> one one strand of hair can hold up to three ounces of weight. Huh. Well, uh, so again, we should cut our hair to lose weight. No, I think huh? it's saying it could. Uh, it can hold. Three it can, so, yeah, oh, it hold. can support. No, it doesn't weigh three ounces. No, it can support oh, three ounces. It goes on to say the average well, person. Yeah. The average person's head contains about 100,000 strands of hair. If you do the math, your hair can support up to 12 tons worth of weight. Huh. I don't know. But here, again, I always have questions about these things. So yeah. my question my question is, I want to be in that lab where they've got a strand of hair yeah. and, and they're adding <laughs> little bitty weights. <laughs> oh, that one only got 2.9 nope. pounds. That's a weak hair. That yeah, one got 3.2 who counted the hundred thousand of... strands of hair? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be. It's it's got to be one of those things. They took like twelve heads of hair and like cut a one inch, yeah. and, and then did the math. It's like when in a in a half an inch square of your head, there was, you know, ten thousand, yeah. and then you had ten square inches of head, <laughs> hair, head, whatever. <laughs> I guess it depends on how big your head is. Like I got a big well, noggin. I wonder. 
I wonder if but I have also, more than like a... how thick, you know, like some people have thinner hair. Here's right. a, here's a tip. My hairdresser told me, cause I was complaining. My part always gets burned. Um, always anyway. And so I was talking about this new powder stuff for your part. And speaking she of summer said, vacation. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of here's, uh, and I'll tell y'all what not to buy because <laughs> it turned my hair and my head orange. Um, anyway, <laughs> but so not that. I can't remember what it's called. Speaking of politics, did you let Donald Trump? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was a carrot head. Um, But um, so, but my hairdresser said that if your scalp gets sunburned a lot, that as you get older, then you have, it's more likely that you'll have thinning hair. So another reason to protect your scalp, if you want to keep your hair. Wait, so. So like the more your scalp is sunburned. Oh, so your hair thins. But so sun sunburn on sunburn on your head causes uh-huh. your hair to thin out. Yes. Okay, that makes a little there more sense. Well, mm-hmm. huh? There you go. There's I don't know that, for the day. Yeah, I mean that's that's worth tuning in right there. I hope you guys listened yep. all the way through this podcast. <laughs> Just I thought my random <laughs> fact was it. I thought my random fact was a gem. That was a gem of a tip. You know. So protect, protect that head, your scalp, Pro- not only that, for skin protect, cancer reasons. Protect that head, uh, shoot some fireworks, celebrate this country, honor God this week and all you do. And uh, tune in next week and join us again on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.